Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week we bring you women who are going to help you in so many areas of your life. Your self-esteem, your business, your relationships, your reinvention, anything. We've got them all. You know, I've met so many smart, amazing women through these last several years, and because of all these women, decided to, to write a book. And the book I've co-authored is called Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. You know, each woman has written a story of, full of her insights and how to make you the leading woman of your life. You know, you can order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, websites, or just go to your local bookstores. Now, today, I'm excited to bring back one of my amazing co-authors who's written a, a yet another book. It's a workbook. Her name is Dr. Janet Rose, and she's an award-winning leadership scholar. She's a parenting expert a special education administrator, teacher, executive coach, and sought-after motivational speaker, not to mention all the other things she's doing. You know, she said she was going to retire, but basically all she has done is refired and re-inspired every, in everything that she's doing. Uh, now, she's published her third book. It's actually a, a workbook in the parenting ser ser series, Raising Successful Daughters from Childhood to Womanhood. Now, it's, it is a workbook for parents. And Janet is dedicated, she's truly dedicated, nurturing minds and hearts of all ages. She believes her greatest, our greatest responsibility as parents is to instill in our daughters confidence to become leaders in any field that they choose to, to do. You know, I could not agree with her more. That's the reason I got my degrees and became a psychologist, because I wanted to provide a role model for my daughters. I want to continue to do that now for my granddaughters. So I'm pleased to welcome back Dr. Janet Rose to Conversation with Smart, Amazing Women. I can't believe it's been a year since we've seen each other, and this workbook is just absolutely amazing. Well, good morning, and I'm glad to talk with you again. I haven't seen you since New York when we were out there freezing for the book signing back in uh, December. No, it's been a year, hasn't it? Oh it's my been gosh. a year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe that. The year of, in December that we were in New York City and at Barnes and Noble, <laughs> signing our books. That was so signing fun. Signing our books wasn't. Geez, it's just it's just amazing how time flies by. But uh, you know you're continuing. You know I want I also want to thank you for all the promotion that you continue to do for leading women because it's fantastic. But now you've got another new book. So I do. I'm really excited about this one too. Yeah. Raising successful daughters from childhood to womanhood. I really like that. As I mentioned to you just a few minutes ago, I had uh, three of my granddaughters, uh, Sky, Aspen, and Raven, and their two uh, twins are five, five years old, and Sky is seven years old. It's it's very interesting to to kind of look back and and now see these little girls and kind of you know I I think when you're a young mother you don't really uh, you're you're so busy doing that you don't really have a lot of time for reflection but uh, you know they've given me a chance to kind of look at uh, look at many many things and of course uh, <laughs> a lot of the things that I I think I struggle with as a mother you struggle with even as a grandmother so <laughs> oh sure and I think all these messages that we try to deliver to parents hold true for us as grandparents. Too. Well, but, but as, as a grandparent, you don't have to be quite as, uh, what's a good word, 
as rigid. I'm more flexible, and, and in fact, they're the ones that kind of tell tell me the rules. Now, oh, we can't do this or we can't do that. And I go, yeah. oh, it's my house. We can do it my way. So it's kind of a fun way to do it. But uh, yeah, you know, let, let's go back to your story because I think that is so very important, and and why you're doing what you're doing. You, you've always been an educator, but I think some of the messages, because your book really is about messages and and the things that we tell our children and what we what we represent to our children is so very very important. Every single thing we say, we do, especially as they're very young, they absorb and they really just take it to heart because they're empty and we're filling they're filling themselves with what they hope to be the things that will help them to grow up. But your story is important, so let's talk about you, how you got to be. Uh, Dr. Janet, uh, today, and, and what what were the steps and the things that happened in your life to create the life that you're leading now? Well, I think as I was growing up, I didn't realize the powerful impact, obviously, that my parents' messages were going to have on me as an adult. And as I approached adulthood and leadership roles, there were always things about my confidence level that troubled me. I didn't have a lot of confidence and I was always very fearful. And I kept going though and I kept pushing forward with education. And when I began to work on my doctorate, I was looking to research an area where I had some passion and obviously women in leadership and and girls with confidence and strength and all of those things were a real passion for me. So I decided to look deeper into that field partially in a way to figure out why I was doing what I was doing with my life. Um, I grew up in a middle-class home, a brother, a younger brother, an older sister, and all three of us became teachers. And my parents did not have college education. In fact, my father dropped out of school, I think, in eighth grade. Uh, My mom did graduate from high school. And I grew up in a home with typical gender roles. You know, mom was the stay-at-home mom and cooked the dinners, and dad worked and brought home the paycheck. And I looked at my family and thought, why did all three of us go to the same college, Edinburgh University in Pennsylvania, and why did we all choose to become teachers? And what I found out was we really didn't choose to become teachers because – When I look back at our homes, the message in that home was not if you go to college, it was when you go to college and become a teacher because my parents felt Edinburgh was close, it was somewhat affordable for them, and they thought teaching was a very great career and um, highly stressed that that's what we were going to do. So we just grew up knowing that that's what we were all going to do. Now, I'm the only one that stayed in education But I think a bigger part of all of that was what was that fear that I've had all my life and still do somewhat. And I look back at the messages in my home were really not messages of strength for me. They were more of try it, but you know you might fail. So it was a real message of caution, which did not work to serve me very well. It, It made me afraid and it gave me some habits and some patterns in my behavior that I've been trying to change still at age 62. One of the things that it did for me was it took away my voice. I grew up in a home where girls were sugar and spice and everything nice and be careful what the neighbors will think and 
don't act or say anything that could cause embarrassment to the family. And I think that permeated my whole school career. When I look now, I, I find all of these instances where I should have spoken up when I was bullied, when I was harassed, when something was not fair at work, um, when I was harassed by a boss, sexually harassed by a boss, I held it in and tolerated it and just did my job. And so all of that, into a nutshell, has really propelled me into speaking out now, speaking to young girls, to parents, to grown women about keeping, finding and keeping their voice and staying strong. And, you know, you really hit the nail on the head talking about your granddaughters in that parents are busy. You were busy. Look how busy you are when they're in the home and when they're with you. And as a mom, when you're trying to manage maybe a career and being a great mom and spending good time with your children, it's tough to read a book. It's tough to find the time to try to learn and do the right thing. So that was really what prompted me to create this workbook. So I'm going to stop talking right now and let you talk. Well, I I think the important thing in this workbook that you've put together to go along with the seven secrets of parenting and all the other work that you've done to empower girls and women, that how much has really, really changed. And, And if anything, the girls are even more inundated with media. They're even more inundated with things out there that show them and tell them what they're supposed to look and behave and and be like. And the parents aren't realizing the subliminal messages that girls and, and women continue to get, which is be young, be beautiful, and uh, you know, be thin, and all those all those things and above. But as you said, you know, we're not getting the message. Be leaders. Be confident. And you're absolutely right. With my experiences in the school system for 20-some years, um, I saw so many troubling mental health issues with our young girls. And it all begins in middle school where they find that their measuring stick of their self-worth includes how pretty am I, like you said, how thin am I, um, do I have the right clothes, you know, all of those things they use to measure their self-worth, which do nothing but just kill their confidence and so they become depressed they engage in eating disorders in cutting um just in bullying i mean all of those things result from feelings of a lack of confidence in themselves and not measuring up to what society tells our girls is what they need to be in order to be popular and so what i'm hoping to do is to make people aware i think awareness is the biggest thing for parents to be aware for children for the girls to be aware that these messages are out there are trying to sell you a product and you have to look at it with a critical eye and know that is not real life and what our authentic beauty is is what is inside of us um, how resilient we are what good problem solvers we are um, that we have such wonderful gifts and traits and qualities that don't depend on what our physical uh, traits are I think I've gotten to the point that it's not really about blaming anything or anyone. It's just, again, being aware and waking up. And I think that's, as an educator, and I think, I mean, I consider myself an educator as well, is that we're just helping people to realize how it really does impact us. I mean, again, we're going through a major election. Look at the women who are running for office. You know, again, Hillary. But, we, you know, yeah. we see women start and and begin to look at leadership roles, you know, they start out strong and and soon, you know, they're being attacked for the way they look, the way they dress, 
and the lack of support that they they're receiving, and pretty much they fade away. You know, you and mm-hmm. I both are, are the, you know, leading women. The book itself, but also taking the lead, which is Gloria Felt and yourself, and so many women are saying, "Hey, wait a minute." We have got to support one another, and we've got to really start to nurture young girls to become leaders as quickly and as soon as we can. You know, the, the most of the women that do run for any kind of political office, I'm sure you're aware of this too, go to girls' schools. And girls' schools are great because they learn to, you know, first of all, you you learn, I mean, I went to a girls' school, you learn every sport conceivable. You know, you have to learn mm-hmm. to play well with others. So you learn every sport, so you learn to compete. But, again, the competition is much different in a girls' school. Of course, there's no guys running around all the time, so the girls aren't biologically trying to compete in that respect. But at least the good thing about what your parents did say to you, Janet, was that you will go to college. Again, right. being a teacher is, is different. But the thing is that we need to start saying to young girls, you will go to the university, you will become a leader in, you know, in your field, you will be strong, you will be capable. That's what I like about your workbook. You talk about branding strong, branding early, and I think that's what we do. I watch my daughters because I am the mother of three daughters. I am the grandmother of seven granddaughters. We just, you know, Tristan was born February 14th, so we've got one. I've got one baby a grandson, but they call they're little girls, but they, she's calling him a little man, and I'm going, oh my gosh, you know, I said, you know, I said to my daughter, he's not a little man, he's a little boy, he's a baby, but you know, she, but, you know she's dressed, they dress like little little men, they put little ties on them, and <laughs> it's amazing though, they, the, you know, she's having a lot of fun with him because she has had, you know, she does have three daughters, but the thing is, she's giving him a message that he's already a little man. Right. At the same time, she's telling the girls they're just little girls. And, and I, I know. think that we've got to wake up and say, I mean, I want to give this handbook, uh, this workbook to every one of my daughters. You know, and they range in ages mm-hmm. uh, four, 14, uh, actually 20, 20, 22 to, to uh, five years old. But the point is, is that we, we as parents and as grandparents don't really realize it. I watched one of my other daughters walk over by three princess hats and just plopped them on their heads. One, two, three. And, and yep. I said to her, I said, I said, have, did you realize what you just did? She goes, what are you talking about? She, I said, you just bought three princess hats and put them on. One, two, three. She goes, so? I said, what kind of message are you giving them? Well, of course, that ended up in a, in a somewhat of a scuffle. But the thing is, yeah. we, we just, you know, all I'm trying to do, and I think what we're, you're trying to do, is we're just trying to create an awareness that, you know, we're getting exactly what we're selling. Right. It's interesting the how powerful messages are. I had a couple come up to me the other day at a Christmas party, and very educated people, love my work, support the work. When we did the book signing, they were the first ones there with their little girls, and they um, parents are both highly educated, trying to do the right thing, and they came to me and they said, oh, my gosh, you have to help us. And I said, why, what's the matter? And they said, we can't believe this happened. Our three-year-old girl, daughter, came home from preschool the other day, and we said, how was your day? And she said, it didn't go very well. And they said, well, why? Why did you have a bad day? She said, I had a bad day because nobody told me today that I was pretty. Oh, no. <laughs> and they're going, where did she get, where is she getting this from? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not from us. And I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just that she's growing up with everybody saying, oh, how pretty you are. 
And yeah. it, it's actually true. You listen to what people say to little boys, and they say, boy, do you have strong muscles. Oh, I'll bet you're a fast runner. And yeah. they, you know, they compliment and they praise and they encourage those adventuresome, active kinds of things in little boys. And in little girls, it's all about their looks. Hard to change, really hard to change. Yeah. I, I remember when my, one of my daughters came to me. She says, I'm fat. I'm going on a diet. Well, she was growing. You know, oh. she was she was pre, pre-pubescent, and so she was growing. But, but again, she determined that she was fat. And, I mean, where that came from, again, it's just, but when we hear those things, it, it really should give us pause and say, oh, my goodness, what mm-hmm. do we need to do differently here to help uh, our daughters really kind of get past some of this stuff? It's so important, you know, and you talk about in your workbook promoting independence, fostering self-efficacy, you know, that they are able to problem solve. You know, I think the one thing I do see more parents doing is they're giving children uh, you know, maybe too many options, but at least asking them to start thinking for themselves. This morning, everybody got dressed, and it was interesting. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter, she <coughs> takes to school. She goes, "Oh my, they have interesting, really interesting dresses, on, got clothes on for school." I said, "Yeah, they dress themselves." <laughs> it kind of had a it kind of had like a carnival effect this morning, but oh, there like, you go. <laughs> but, but you know, I said, "Hey guys, I'm going to fix breakfast. You're going to get dressed, and then you're going to come down and you're going to eat." You know, in other words, I'm not going to stand over you. You're going to get yourself dressed. I mean, they are five and seven. I realize that, but you know, I'm expecting them to make choices. I'm expecting them to do things. And you know, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's the important thing. And even if they do look like they have kind of interesting interesting outfits on, you know, that'll get taken care of. <laughs> but, Wait, but and you know, it's interesting though. I mean, I'm I love all the fairy tales and the princess play. I mean, I think that's all fun, and I don't think sure. we want to send the message to parents that cut all that out of their lives. But I think it is being aware so that you can start some really good conversations with your little three year olds. And you can say, what do you really think about that? Do you think if you were that princess, do you think you could save yourself? (laughs) You know, how could she have gotten out of that predicament? I mean, I think that you got to tune into those things. And and then I always joke, and well, not really joke, but say, don't play princess, let's play queen. (laughs) Oh, really, really. Yeah, go for the top. Don't become a princess. You know, I, well, I've always said, I said, every prince, princess needs a prince. I, and I think that's the other thing in, our, in, in growing up is that women are still given the message they can't take care of themselves. I know. They, they need a man for their plan to be okay. And, you know, we, we're still giving that message is uh, the, the white picket fence and the, the white, you know, the house and, and the, the 2.5 children and, and, you know, everything is going to be happy-go-lucky. Right. And, you know, and, and, and women still are having trouble with managing their money. They're told, first of all, they're not good in math. And this, this is an issue. I mean, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very blessed. I, I'm financially well off, but money is a vehicle. But there are so many women that have trouble with having money. You know, having mm-hmm. money, managing money. But independence is the most important thing that we can teach our daughters as quickly and our, and our granddaughters as quickly as possible is that, you know, you have to figure out how you're going to take care of yourself when nobody else is around to do that. And I, right. and I think that is the key to a lot of women getting stronger and healthier and, and really supporting one another. And, and again, you Well, the message is out there that we're helpless. Yeah. You well, know, it is. We're helpless. Girls can't do that. And we believe it. And yeah. it's a tough job. And I think that is what 
the gist of, of this workbook is, is for parents to read it and take a new focus and just to become aware. I, I set this book up in a week-by-week format. It's actually geared to the busy parents that doesn't have time to read a big help, how-to, self-help kind of book, but to read one chapter at a time, which is only a few pages long, and yeah. to do the weekly assignment. And the weekly assignment is more of being aware or starting good conversations with your daughter and just making changing the whole climate of that household as you go through the seven week program. And I think it's a great book to share, like you said, with grandparents and anybody that, that cares for those children so that they can become more aware of the messages they're sending by the things that they say. It's interesting with my first book, which was a free ebook, the seven secrets of parenting girls. You can still get it at drjanetrose.com. I'm amazed at the number of dads that email me thanking me because dads have, I think, a, a habit of saying my little princess and yeah, maybe sure. developing that feeling of helplessness and let daddy do it for you. And the dad will respond and say, oh, my goodness, I've changed the whole way that I interact with my daughter. Thank you so much. So yeah. I feel like, yay, well, we're doing something. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And that is true also. I mean, I went to – I spoke at a diversity conference here about six months ago, and they had – which was so exciting. They had male advocates. So, you know, these great. women are all were in leadership roles, but several of the men, because I was asking them, you know, it's so great to see you all here at this diversity conference and, and really calling yourself male advocates for these these women these women leaders and promoting women's leadership. And, I, you know, I would ask them nine times out out of 10, most of them were fathers with daughters. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that may be one of our greatest blessings is that fathers are taking, taking more of a lead as a parent and saying, you know, I don't, I don't need to protect this. I mean, sure, of course, I have to protect my family and whatever, but I need to teach my daughter to be strong. I need to teach my daughter that she's not fragile and that she's, that she's always going to have to have someone to protect her. You know, I mean, I think that's the way I felt with my father is that, you know, somehow mm-hmm. I didn't have a brain in my head. So, you know, if I went out with a boy, you know, if I, we pulled up in a car and I was in the car more than, what, five minutes? Actually, I think it was probably three minutes. The lights were going on and off and my father was standing behind the door as if something <laughs> terrible was going to happen to me out in that car, you know, that he could never, ever control. But the, I think yeah. that, that's the thinking that really gets gets all people, uh, men especially with their daughters in trouble, is that instead of saying, hey, wait a minute, I've taught her skills, I've taught her the ability to make choices, uh, she is able mm-hmm. to think for herself and trust herself, you know, and I think that's part of it. Women have to learn to be right. confident, but they mm-hmm. also have to learn to trust their tr- trust themselves and trust them, their judgment as far as what they're capable of saying and doing. And then we we can teach little girls that very, very, very quickly. There's no doubt in my mind that we can... We can start there. I, I will. I will report, Janet, though, that I know a lot of women that are very much, very, very successful in businesses today, and that were a, actually raised by their grandmothers. You know, my mm-hmm. my grandmothers were were probably two of the strongest role models I had. They both uh, one uh, basically ran the business because my grandfather liked to. Uh, <laughs> he liked to go do the stock market and do other things. So my mother, my grandmother ran the business. And my other grandmother pretty much ran the business too. The point is, is that, you know, we there are strong role models out there that that we just have to understand that that we really do impact little boys and little girls. You know, when I'm mm-hmm. around my my little grandson, I call him little baby boy. You cute little baby boy, you know, because he is. So right. 
how do you think we're doing though? I mean, you're out there, you're talking to parents, you're talking to, uh, you know, you're you're out there just like I am. What's I mean, what's going on that's good, and what are the things that we need to to keep working at? Well, I am seeing some changes in my small world here in Erie, Pennsylvania. I know that I have become more active in many of our women's groups, and I it really lifts my spirits to see the young women that really are looking for leadership mentoring and they're looking for help and they share their problems and they're being more open and I think becoming more outspoken. I've done a a number of different groups here. I've spoken to groups of men and women, done some keynotes, and the feedback I get is great. And just the fact that they're asking and they want the coaching and the mentoring, I think, is is really uplifting for us because I, I don't know if in the past that was there the way it is now. I still think we have a long, long way to go. We live and we speak and we deliver messages that were sent to us when we were children, and I think that we continue to do that, so I do think we still need to keep plugging ahead and sending out new ways of communicating with our children and getting them to be critical thinkers and being aware of the things that are going around. I think part of the huge issue is, and you already touched on this, is the messages in society right now are appalling. Yeah, the music, yeah. the 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 ads, the TV shows, the movies. I mean, occasionally we get that strong female role model out there somewhere, but still, much of what our very impressionable young girls are being told frightens me. Really yeah. frightens me. Yeah. And they need to be. They need to grow up aware and with a critical eye, and looking at that and knowing that that's hogwash. There I think we choices. still have a lot of work. Yeah, there's choices out there. They don't have to. They don't have to give in. They don't have to be bullied. Well, as you know, we're, we're, we've got some, some great tools that we're, we're using. Uh, your books, our books, Leading Women, Take the Lead, Developing Leadership Skills for Women All Around the Country. But the thing is, is what, what is uh, exciting is that there are more of us rising up. There are more, our community is developing. As you said, what's exciting when I'm out there speaking, young women will come up to me and go, this is the kind of book, leading women, they go, this is the kind of book I've needed. This is the kind of book that gives me hope. This is the kind of book that creates a dialogue mm-hmm. for me with other women. And these are young women, and it's exciting to hear this. So, you know, I, I think you and I, I mean, for all of us that are out there working to develop this community of strong, healthy leaders, women leaders, we're not out there beating on our drums by ourselves. So that's the good news. Well, we wanted to use this workbook, and we wanted to go out and get the ebook. continue to do that because the workbook – uh, you know, I read through it, and it t- I read through the whole thing, and it only took me about 40 minutes. So I mean, the thing is, and you can read through it and then go back and do the exercises. But if anything, the book is you can read it and just say, hey, wait a minute, you're right. The wake-up call is, you know, the bells are ringing, and you're going, wow, okay, that's a- I like this stuff. But mm-hmm. to create that dialogue yeah. with uh, with your children and your grandchildren is, is so, so very, very important. But uh, it's a great tool. I really, really like it, and it's, uh, it's very, very easy to use, and I appreciate your work on that. So what, where do you, you. what do you want people to know about what you're doing and where they can find out more information and that we can keep, keep plugging along and keep, keep the drums going and keep the band rolling? What's, where can they reach you, Janet? Well, the the best thing would be to go to my website, which is drjanetrose.com, dr janetrose.com, and I have a listing there of all my new products and resources and um speaking opportunities if anybody's interested in keynoting or a workshop. I have some new things in the works 
my next, uh, probably next publication, uh, going along with the sign of the times, is I, um, I'm almost finished with a Color Me Strong work, coloring book for girls. All right. And so um, I'm real excited about that. I've been doing the illustrations myself. That's sort of a passion I have, a little bit of that. And the books are written. The book is written. It'll probably be, I haven't quite decided if it's going to be a lot of little books or one big coloring book, probably one big coloring book. Um, So that's almost ready to go. I'm developing a leadership program for wannabe leaders in my area, and I'm going to be doing some mastermind groups, some mastermind groups with educators who are interested in developing some programs in their schools to raise and nurture strong girls, some mastermind groups for parents. So all of that should be on my website, drjanetrose.com, as all that stuff emerges. And yeah. contact information is there if someone wants to call or email me with questions or interested in any resources that I might be able to offer their organization or their group. Yeah, your website's really nice. I, I'm looking at it. I've been looking at it all this morning. So it's it's very nice, very easy to use. And you, as you said, you've got lots of resources. Again, your ebook is one that people can just download, and, and then they can get this workbook. They can buy the workbook. So. Well, congratulations again. I didn't think you'd be sitting around doing nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. You're right. I haven't retired. I have refired. I can't believe re- how busy I am. Fired and refired, and and it's great that you're working with your sons to keep you going. So, not only that, you've raised some very, very strong, very, very supportive, and and great, great sons as well. So, congratulations again. You, we will be in touch, and and as always, we will support your work, and we'll continue to support leading women. You, you are one of our leading women. You are a leading woman in your field and in, in helping to develop women leaders, girls, and, and, and of course, boys, too. We've got to give them the messages, too. As, as far Absolutely. As all these same things that are work for girls have to work for boys. We just all have to work together. That's the thing. Just That's right. Together. We are all connected. So, well, have a great day. You enjoy your new parts of your life, and as you refire and, and inspire, thanks again, and we'll be, we'll be talking. Thank you very much.